Welcome into Prep Sports tonight. We continue a little bit of the conversation we had just a few minutes ago as Jesse Smithy, five starpreps.com, is here and is every Wednesday night from 7 30 until 8. Ball calls will take over coming up at 8 o'clock tonight, right here on FM 99.1, the Sports Animal. Week three is here as well. Jesse Smithy, have you uh, have you learned a lot so far in a couple of weeks? What, what do you say about what we've seen the last couple of weeks of the season? We learned a lot more in week two. That's usually when you start to get a true identity of what some of these teams are. There were a few head scratchers last week. One of those games that was not a head scratcher, though, was Loudon versus Lenore City. I think we all expected Loudon to come in and win that game pretty decidedly, and that's what happened. I know our next guest maybe wasn't too excited about the second half the way the team played, but nevertheless, they're 2-0 and now and looking to continue a lot of momentum going into week three. We can ask him about it now as uh, Loudon coach Jeff Herrick joins us here on Prep Sports Tonight. Coach, we appreciate you taking a few minutes to join us. What do you like about what your team's been able to do so far in the first couple of weeks of the season? Well, I think we are much improved uh, defensively. Uh, and we were able to create 10 tackles for losses uh, on Thursday there against the North City, uh, able to contain a great offensive greenback team. Uh, and hold them to 20 points. Uh, so I've been pleased with where we're at defensively. Uh, I think offensively we've been able to capitalize on opportunities. Um, as, as Jesse mentioned, didn't look too, uh, too sharp there in the second half of our Lunar City game, but it has been an emotional two weeks for us. Uh, we invested a lot of time and effort into uh, being Loudoun County champs, and uh, that Greenback game was an emotional win for us. And then the, on a short week to turn around, and, and crank it up again on TV on Thursday night. I was just proud of my guys uh, for starting off the season 2-0. Jeff, we checked with in, in with you a time or two during the season last year, and you could tell the frustration was there. If It was almost like, man, if we could just get these guys healthy, fill in the blank these names, then we could probably put together some wins and make a, a nice little playoff push. And now you're starting to see kind of what you were talking about last year with, with all these guys in position and on the field you guys have a chance to be pretty special. Yeah, and that was one of the things, you know, amongst all the difficulty last year of the injuries and having to reinvent ourselves on both sides of the ball, one constant was our freshman quarterback in Keaton Harris throwing the football to, to various receivers, but also our coaches maintain a positive attitude. And I think, you know, the development of those players before they were ready uh, is paying big dividends now as we have a much deeper, uh, more experienced team uh, going forward this year. Having your son in the quarterback position, what challenges does that bring to you as a father and head coach? Well, you know, it, it, it's tough to take dad moments uh, and just sit back and enjoy watching him play at such a young age. Uh, his mother and I had many of those last season uh, with his older brother uh, being one of his leading receivers as a senior and, and the freshman throwing it around. Uh, I think the second challenge is sometimes uh, overcoaching. And, and one thing I don't do is bring it home. Uh, but but overcoaching when we're down there treating them as I would my son versus one of my players. So sometimes I watch myself just kind of be careful what I say and, and let his coaches uh, uh, get him where they need where they need him to be. Through two games this year, how would you rate him a, a, as a quarterback? I mean, statistically, he looks pretty good. He does look pretty good. Uh, we've been very efficient throwing the ball. He had an outstanding game week one. Uh, Lenore City and Coach Cortez. Their defensive coordinator uh, did some things, I think, to limit our entire team passing the ball. Uh, we had some drops. We had some protection issues. Um, he, he had some misreads. 
where guys were open and he held the ball a little too long. Uh, but for a sophomore quarterback uh, to lead this senior-laden team uh, and for them to kind of let him lead them, uh, it's been fun to watch, and he's done an outstanding job in that regard. Jeff Herrig is with us, head coach there at Loudon. And when you talk about those veterans around him, what does that do for you in terms of what you think the offense can become as this season continues moving forward? Well, I mean, we can truly, you know, every coach says this, but you want to take advantage of what the defense gives you, and whether that be through the run game or the pass game. And so uh, everybody knows or has heard that follows loud and has heard of Drew Jackson, but we've also had a junior running back in Mackenzie Lunsford step up, um, who is kind of taking the load off of Drew. Uh, through the air, uh, we lost a young man last year, Mark Reidner, in the preseason to an ACL. Uh, he's really stepped up his game. Uh, receiving the ball and has been a big play guy for us. Uh, Kyle Smolin is another one. Uh, and there's still some guys. We have a young freshman, Semi Turner, who's caught four or five balls. And so we still have some guys that have yet to get on track. Uh, some of them are not big play threats, but it does give us a, a guy that, uh, when given the opportunity, can catch the ball and move the chains. And that's ultimately our goal is, you know, that four and five yards, stay out of negative plays, uh, helps an offense then be able to take shots over the top. And I think so we do have that versatility and we do have depth. Jeff, going back to something you said earlier in the interview when you talked about how emotional week one and week two was for you and and the Loudoun football team, winning that Loudoun County Championship, beating Greenback, Lenore City. Now it's a chance to really parlay that momentum into a, a nice season. How do you – uh, avoid the letdown with this team and, and now that people are paying attention to you and and talking about what possibilities could come in the playoffs how do you keep that momentum st- kind of snowballing well it's going to be very difficult you know this 90 degree heat and the forecast looking forward you know a lot of times kids you know there's other elements they're battling and, and one is the heat uh just going out there and focus on that two and a half hours of, of getting better you know, we use a phrase, and the kids get sick of hearing me say it, but ultimately what I challenge them from January to now is to be the best version of themselves. And so when you're the best version of yourself on and off the field, there's no up-and-down moments. You know, the up-and-down moments are very uh, minimal. Uh, and so that continues to be my focus is, is, you know, the time that I get to be with these young men as football players, my focus is to get best, get the best out of them. Uh, it's going to make them better students. Uh, it's going to make them better workers someday. And it's going to make them better husbands and fathers. And so as we continue to have those kind of conversations, uh, it's a difficult thing to get 60 guys on the same page to be the best version of themselves. And so, you know, that's just the things we talk about and, and then learning from our mistakes and, and moving forward in that way too. Jeff, just looking at at you as a coach from afar and seeing – the energy and the passion you bring to Loudon football through throughout the years, how do you do it? It just seems like you never have one of those days where you're tired or you're just not fully invested. It just, whenever I see you on the practice field or see you on TV or see you on Friday nights or doing these interviews, it's always so focused, so passion driven uh, in terms of your coaching effort. Yeah, I mean, I got into this a long time ago and have learned that, that it is my calling. It's my calling to coach. Um, I love Loudon. We had a great week or a great week uh, and weekend with the Hall of Fame. The first induction uh, class went in, and so I love the history of Loudon. I love the opportunity to uh, advance that history. Uh, but ultimately, I guess I coach from the heart. I do have a true passion uh, for young people and the game of football. 
sometimes I fake it, especially opportunities like tonight when you all want to talk about loud football and <laughs> it's an exhausting day. Uh, but I do have a true passion for it. And, and some days it's very, very difficult. Uh, Loudon is not an easy place to coach because you have to go through some of those three and eight growing pain seasons to, to get to opportunities like this. And they only come along once or twice every decade. And so the other six or seven years is a lot of just, uh, I guess, running on a hamster wheel. And so, uh, ultimately I learned a long time ago, it's not about the wins and losses. It's the personal growth of, of the, of the program and the personal growth of the kids as, as players and as young people that fuels me. And so when I see that growth, I guess it just is a compound effect in that the more they, they, reach my goals the more i want to do for them to reach the next goal jeff harrigus with us loudon head coach are you able to take time uh, you're in the middle of it right now but to enjoy what you have kind of put together to where you have a team that you think can uh, win a, a good amount are you able to do that in the middle of of that process we were i've got no lies to tell you know thursday we had that late night game i took friday off school uh we won what was called the first ever Mayor's Cup, so we had the trophy here at the house, and I did take some time uh, to enjoy a weekend, Friday and Saturday night, of the start of college football and, and just relax a little bit. And Now we've turned our focus uh, back into Brainerd, uh, and so it was nice to take a day or two, but now our focus is, is, is improving each and every week and have an opportunity week 11 uh, to go to Chattanooga Red Bank and, and compete for the region championship. Well, before you go, tell us about Brainerd, and what do you want to see from your team in, in Week 3 coming up? Well, I'd like to see our team ultimately clean up the mistakes. we we got enough problems worrying about opponents and their their strength to have offside penalties, uh, you know, dribbles, two uh, field goal snaps uh, back to the holder. And so we got a lot of little things we have to clean up uh, from a discipline standpoint uh, to be – to give our best effort. And so that's just what I want to see. You know, Brainerd is a inner city team with great athletes and they're, you know, one missed tackle away from taking it 80 yards or uh, one false step away from alignment of, of giving a guy a clean run through. And so a lot of those little things that we talk about will be needed to, uh, to be successful against Brainerd. Well, congratulations on the first two weeks, the success so far. Good luck as you get ready for Brainerd in week three and the rest of the season coming up. Thanks so much for taking some time to join us tonight to talk about what's going on there at Loudoun. Yep, and I just thank you guys. I thank Five Star Prep for taking high school football back over and, and getting all that stuff and Jesse's team of coverage. Just appreciate everything you all do to, to promote our game and, and promote our program. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Jeff Herrick, head coach there at Loudon. Uh, nice words, I would agree. Fivestarpreps.com uh, does make a difference. Look at that, in man. Just coming on this show and you guys are, are touting, up the, touting up the website. I appreciate it. And, and Jeff's one of those guys that I've known for a long time and happy to see him having success down at Loudon. And I love him being transparent with us. Look, today was hard. Coming on here and, and having to fake enthusiasm at times is part of being a coach and it's part of doing any job. Mm-hmm. Some days you just don't feel like it, but you still go out there and you, you flip the switch, you, you fake it till you make it or whatever little little saying you want to throw out there. But it, it just, the guy always brings it each and every time. And I think that's why he is successful at loud. When you laugh at my dad jokes, is that genuine? Or are you faking oh, that? It's totally genuine. Totally genuine. Okay. Big fan over on this side of the table. I appreciate that. We'll come back. Another segment. We're going to look ahead to week three of the high school football season coming up. As uh, Jesse Smithy is here, fivestarpreps.com. I'm Josh Ward right here on FM 99.1, the sports animal. We're what Willis was talking about. 99.1, the sports animal.
back on Prep Sports Night here every Wednesday night, 7.30 until 8. I'm Josh Ward next to Jesse Smithy. Fivestarpreps.com is his website. Same Twitter handle as well, at Five Star Preps, with Vol Calls taking over 14 minutes from right now at Calhoun's on the River. Jesse, would you say the, the teams at the top of your ranking, and I'd say in that, that regard, most people's, that they've kind of shown that they are, at least they look like the best teams so far, Alcoa, Catholic, Maryville, the top three, as you were discussing not too long ago? Yes, and I would say the only really surprise team that you would see in our top five right now, and not really a surprise, was West. We are very high on them coming into the year. I believe they were in our preseason top ten, but they're they're better than they thought we were, uh, yeah. than we thought they were going to be. And um, a lot of that is because Baker Dance, the junior quarterback, has taken such a large step in confidence. Um, you've seen Isaiah Mattress take another step in, in his prep career into becoming one of the area's premier tailbacks. I would say he's probably one of the top five tailbacks right now in East Tennessee. And so to see them go on the road, win at Farragut, a 6A program that they've really struggled with in the past, um, that was a big, big statement win for West High School. So they're right now they're number five in the five-star preps rankings. Yeah, so that's a team that's it's proven its way into your top five. West getting ready for Carnes this week. Yeah, it should should win that game. Carnes really struggled out of the gate so far this year. 0-2 uh, got blanked last week at Halls, 45 to nothing, I believe. And so while there's some young talent at Carnes, Deshaun Bishop, a freshman running back, ran for four touchdowns in week one. So there are some pieces in place right now, but this West team offensively and defensively just going to be too too good for Carnes. What about South Doyle, a team that has been so impressive? Elijah Young has been so impressive, and all eyes are on him, right, when he goes out there on the field with uh, with him being an SEC commitment to Missouri. Yeah, and he's he's lived up to the billing four touchdowns in that win over Fulton in week one. He had three rushing touchdowns a week ago, 213 yards against Grace Christian. So right now the biggest thing with South Doyle that you see is them not only feeding Elijah – but also working in guys like Santana Curtis, who got a Navy offer today, a wide receiver who has three touchdown catches in, in six of his receptions this year. You see them working with the tight end a little bit and getting some other players involved because they know when they go against these bigger teams later on in the season, they might focus a little bit of their efforts on Elijah Young or Santana Curtis. So they're going to have to develop some more weapons around these guys uh, to depend on. And, and so they're still able to do that and still blow out teams. And that's what's scary. What has Maryville figured out in the first couple of weeks after last week having some turnover issues in the first half, but still a comfortable win against Bearden? Right. That was a little bit surprising to see them have three or four turnovers there in the first half, uh, two interceptions. Um, but a veteran football team, Kate Chambers, senior quarterback, Indiana State commitment. I think he settled down. I think he realizes that he has three receivers he can go to that are going to be playing football on the next level. He has an SEC tailback in, in T. Hodge and a number of other tailbacks that he can rely on. So I think for him, now that he's got the sole reins of the offense, it's, okay, playing for four quarters, I, I know I don't have to do it all. You know, I don't have to go in there and press when it's my time to play. I can relax and just uh, distribute the ball around and, and still be okay. Thoughts on T. Hodge early on in the season, the Tennessee commitment? Well, he, he didn't have a big week one game, but he bounced back with it with some nice numbers in week two. I think he rushed for over 140 yards in that week two victory over Bearden. So that was key for him. He only ran for about seven or 800 yards a year ago, and that's through 
13 games. So not the type of productivity you would expect out of him, but he had some turf toe issues that kind of uh, hindered his progress. So for him to go ahead and post that, that first big game, uh, maybe it'll kind of snowball into more confidence in, in his ability and, and more big games to come. Hey, what do you think this week about Powell and Fulton? Powell 2-0, Fulton in a spot it's not typically an 0-2. Those are the two teams last week that were in kind of the upset alert games. Powell was down by 10 points in the second half to Anderson County, a team that they were supposed to beat and was able to rally in the fourth quarter. And, and then, you know, 10 miles away, Fulton was getting ready to knock off the, the 5A defending state champions against Central. After only putting up three points in week one, Fulton led, I believe, 12 to nothing, and Central was able to rally in that football game. But both programs are taking steps forward. That's the positive thing. Even though Fulton's not going to be a state title contender this year, you still want the program moving forward with these new players that are out there. They got hit hard by graduation, and you'd expect a Rob Black coach team to always fight hard and to always improve, and that's what they're doing right now. And uh, they'll try their hand at Powell. Central will take that win, by the way, 2-0 now. They will. Uh, getting ready for Sevier County, which put up a ton of points last week. Yep, Central 15 wins in a row now. Dakota Falver threw for, think, 357 yards in week one, just 91 yards a week ago against, against Fulton. So Central will kind of need to steady things out, get some more consistency there in its offense. And with Bryson Rosser being an offensive mind and the head coach, you know he's going to get that straightened out. And this is a game, though, Central should be favored to win. What do you think about uh, Greenville getting the win last week? Where uh, where things stand there? Well, right now they're in kind of a, a quarterback limbo situation. Drew Gregg, the quarterback at the start of the year against Powell, the transfer from Catholic, has a little bit of a knee issue. He sat out last week's game, and um, Blaine Ferguson, the the backup quarterback, came in and, and led the team to a win. And there were some people up there predicting Greenville to lose that game to Boone, I believe. Just because there was a chink in the armor, they lost to Powell, a lot of people started doubting this football program because Kane Ballard wasn't there anymore. They're, they lost a lot of people to graduation. Now they're losing to Powell. This just It's not the same old Greenville. Blaine Ferguson, the senior, came in and kind of calmed the waters a little bit and led them to a win. Uh, A.J. Stewart, a transfer from Science Hill, um, a, kind of an all-around athlete, got involved a little bit on offense for Greenville, and I think that makes him a little bit more dynamic. So we'll see what they can do with that going forward. We've talked about a couple of teams that need wins heading into week three. Oak Ridge is on that list. They are. And to only have, what, 12 points combined in their first two games is not the ideal start for Oak Ridge. And they're facing one of those bad seasons, kind of like they had under Stanton Stevens when they maybe went four and six. And that's that's not what they're accustomed to in Oak Ridge. And that's not why they went out there and invested that hard-earned money to to put into the turf and enhance the facilities. They want this program to be back on championship level again. And an 0-2 start is not the best way to do that. So we talked with Joe Gaddis this week and, and for some of our classification reports that you can see on 5starpreps.com. And he said, hey, there's going to be some changes coming with this offense, and it's going to start this week. Yeah, that's something to pay attention to. Uh, Austin East quarterback is somebody you have on your list of players to pay attention to this mm-hmm. week. Austin East getting ready for Kingston. Trey Foster, a guy who had, what, 2,000 yards, I think, a year ago, rushing and passing, and Austin East has not scored in 2019. That is just absolutely stunning. Even against Alcoa, they put up points a year ago. So things are going to have to maybe get shaken up a little bit over at Austin East. Jeff Phillips, a former 
uh, Austin East alum. I mean, a lot of pride and and passion in that program, and he's not going to let it sit on idle like it is now. It's just going to be interesting to see what pieces he's maneuvers around to kind of manufacture points. You're listening to Prep Sports tonight, Jesse Smithy of FiveStarPreps.com. I'm Josh Ward. Uh, Bearden against Dobbins Bennett this week. Yeah, we'll see if Colin Ironside, the Bearden starting quarterback, plays. He, he got hurt early in that game against Maryville. I think rolled an ankle from what I've been told. Uh, it's not serious. He's not going to have to have surgery on or anything, but it's going to be kind of day-to-day with that. And anybody that's had an ankle injury can certainly uh, relate to that. And so John Carlovato, the talented freshman that we've told people about on 5starpreps.com throughout the summer, came in. Did a couple of nice things. He's not your typical freshman physically, I think, or mentally. So I uh, was able to make some drives and, and put a few points on the board against Maryville. So if Colin Ironside isn't able to play in this game, I think John Carlovato will still be able to keep Beard somewhat competitive. What about uh, Harden Valley in the 15th spot in your top 15 ranking, uh, one and one uh, what do you think about where things are with Harden Valley right yeah, now? Yeah, that was a game they probably should have won on the road against Cleveland, but uh, had some mistakes come their way. And now the big storyline comes with their former coach, Wes Jones, who resigned uh, back in late spring and went to go be an assistant coach up at Science Hill. Well, here comes Science Hill back into Knox County and, and over to Harden Valley Academy. So that will be a lot of the hype and the energy around the beginning of the game. But once that, get game, once that game gets going... Uh, Harden Valley's quarterback really needs to take control and manage that game, distribute the ball around, but more so than anything, they have to get Kelton Gunn going at running back. About uh, Webb getting ready for Boyd Buchanan. Uh, game they should win. Um, I think everybody expected them to go on the road last week and probably take one on the chin uh, to McCauley, and that's kind of what happened. But this Webb team, I, I like it. It's just kind of a, a hard-nosed team that will do everything that Coach Meske says. No big superstars on the team per se, but they're going to play hard each and every week. And um, this is a game with Boyd Buchanan, who, which has been a mess in recent years as a program that Webb should win easily. You have uh, Halls Clinton. You have uh, Lenore City, Saudi Daisy tomorrow night. Uh, Morristown West at Jeff County. Yeah, Jeff County uh, looking to go 3-0 and for the first time since 2003. They haven't beaten their rival Morristown West in about 11 or 12 years. So it should be fun up there. Week three of high school football is here. FiveStarPreps.com. You have a ton of coverage. Absolutely. All week long. Player reports, player watches, uh, predictions, classification reports. It's all right there. If he uh, picks your team wrong, yell at him at Five Star Preps on Twitter. Ball calls coming up next. (laughs)